I want to say thank you to uh, Kendra um, and to Pastor Nick um, for yesterday standing <laughs> in the gap and serving. Um, <clears throat> I think yesterday was the biggest car show Bethany's ever experienced. Those of you who are here, don't you think so? Yeah. It was incredible. The number of people who came through just our uh, little room here from the back parking lot and who came in from the front and we were passing out waters uh, and uh, some cards, you know, business cards for the church and for serve and got so many comments. Oh, we love this place. Oh, this is this is this is a, such a such a wonderful place to come and and um, there was uh, some parents with a young child and Pastor Nick, you heard this. They their little boy and they were coming up to the door and and the little boy said something like, uh, "I want to go to serve." Is that what? <laughs> and would that the church would say, "I want to go to serve, uh, not just the place. I want to go serve." Let's all say that. I want to go serve. Boom, Holy Spirit just heard you. Ah, uh, yeah. See that? I mean, oh, whoops, you're in trouble now. I want to serve. I want to go. Gosh, we sang it today, didn't we? We sang it about the outpouring of the love of God. Um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I <clears throat> did you get this uh, handout? If you didn't, would you raise your hand if you didn't get a bulletin or a handout? And um, Dennis is going to. Um, help. <clears throat> All right, because I want to read this, and I'd like you to respond. So here's, <clears throat> and uh, Paul, if they didn't get a bulletin, would you give them a bulletin? And there's some more of those too, if he, if he runs out. So um, this is uh, something I wrote years ago. I believe in the Holy Spirit, and what I felt uh, when I wrote it was um, I wanted to make a not a comprehensive, but a partial list of the blessings of the Holy Spirit. And when Nick <coughs> was saying <coughs> um, and encouraging us to want more of the Holy Spirit and to recognize that we leak. Do you recognize we leak, right? We leak. You know, we get, you know, there's all kinds of ways that the Holy Spirit is, is quenched or is, uh, is missed in his, his operating in us. As Remember, he is God. <laughs> he, he, he is not a storybook character. He's not like Casper the ghost. He is God. And everybody say that. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And if we related to the Holy Spirit as God, then um, that would help us to respond, I think, um, with, uh, with more desire to know him and to, to submit to him. To be led by him. All right, do we have this? Everybody got one? All right, so can we read this? Uh, here's what I'd like you to do. I'm going to read it, and I'd like you to do the response. It's a litany, what we call a litany. You see this sometimes in the Psalms, where uh, the psalmist will say something, and then everybody responds. And so everybody's response, where it says, response, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with the power, with your power and love. So I'm, I'm just going to read it. The church was birthed on the day of Pentecost. The body of Christ was formed with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's just think about that for a minute. There was no church. There was a congregation in the Old Testament. The word congregation was applied to the 
people of Israel as they moved through the wilderness. They were a congregation. But when the Holy Spirit came in the power on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 where it reads, and they were all together, King James says, in one accord. There was a unity there of waiting, of expecting, of anticipating. If you could get a group of people together to anticipate what Pastor Nick was talking about, to be hungry for and to be in unity, wanting and, and thirsting and saying, God, I'm crying out to you. Give me what I don't have. Give me what I need. Give me more than I've got. Lord, do something in me. Help me to do something I can't do without you. There's a group of people could do that and posture themselves before God. Do you think God would ignore that? Do you think God would say, well, I did that 2000. Already done. You know, no, no, no. God would say, I like that. I'm coming. I'm coming. Wow. <laughs> I got this adjusted okay now. I'm, I'm coming down to see that. I'm coming down to be part of that. I'm coming down to reveal myself in that people. Do you want to be that people? Do you want to be part of that group of people who are hungering and thirsting for the reality of what Jesus did on the cross to be manifested in us to the world? Amen. Thank you, Susie. I hear you. Yes. <laughs> so, so the holy, the, the, <clears throat> the church needs the promised gift to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Would you say amen? amen? The Holy Spirit is the way of revival and, and of the kingdom of God coming in the earth. The world is shaken and needs the love of God that is poured out in the Holy Spirit. We need to submit to the Holy Spirit and ask, what do you want us to be and to do? Okay, here we go. Uh, God has anointed us. That means smeared us. <laughs> Am I? Should I switch to the other one? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> God has anointed us. He smeared us. That's what it literally means. He set his seal of ownership on us, belonging to me. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, a down payment, guaranteeing what is to come. Oh, all of this is scripture, by the way. We're chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit for the obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling by his blood. So grace and peace be ours in abundance and praise to God who has caused us to be born again. Response. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. I believe in the Holy Spirit and I'm born according to the Spirit. I'm born by the water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. I'm born from above. We are saved not by our works, but by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. I like to quote that when I'm taking a shower. I really do. That verse just comes to me just naturally while I'm being washed off. And Holy Spirit enables us to walk in newness of life. Our response, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. I have received the Spirit by faith, not by works, from him who supplies the Spirit. And since I began in the Spirit, I can continue to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. For God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. So I'm no longer a slave, but a son. And his spirit bears witness with my spirit that we are children of God. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. He quenches my thirst and enables me to worship God in spirit and truth. He strengthens my inner man in Christ's love with all the saints in order to be filled with all the fullness of God. He enlightens the eyes of my heart. He gives me revelation from the Father. He uses the word of God as a sword in my mouth. And he gives me a now word that has proceeding application and power. Man, if we believed that, or when we believe that, when we act on that, there's something different in our prayer. There's something different in, our, in, in the way we see and we, 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 there's something different in the way we respond to life. Instead of the bully spirit of the devil, you know he's a bully spirit. And if you've ever stood up to a bully, you know what usually happens when you stand up to a bully. How many of you have ever stood up to a bully? Hey, if you ever told the devil to shut up and get, get out of your way, you stood up to a bully. If you ever told him, hey, be quiet, I'm not listening to that. I'm not repeating that lie. I'm not believing that. Whatever you say about myself, you're just a bully. Get out of my way. If you stand up, if, if you've ever told the devil to back off, ever resisted him at all, you stood up to the bully. That's what he is. He's a bully. And we just, we just renounce him in Jesus' name. We don't come under his bully spirit. We don't come under his garbage. We don't let him put his shame on us. We don't let him put negative interpretations. Oh, I wonder what Paul is thinking about me right now. He, his eyes are closed. He's probably thinking I'm a terrible preacher. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, where does that come from? That does not come from God. Those kind of negative interpretations, trying to get into somebody else's mind and heart and think, think that they're thinking something negative about you or about life. Just love them. Do you know what transpires between God and the Father the, and God and the Son, God and the Holy Spirit? Do you know what happens between them? Love. Love. The Father is pure love for the Son. The Son is pure love for the Father. The Holy Spirit is the pure connection and, and inspiration, inspiration, but spiration, spiration meaning the, the breath, that, that which is the very reality of love between us and God is this Spirit of grace. He's, he's got many titles, and one of them is the Spirit of grace. The, the Bible says the Love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He is pure love. He's also fire, and he's also... Um, all right, let's go on. Um, I've received the Spirit again. Uh, number four. He, no, I already did that, didn't I? Oh, number four. He quenches my thirst and enables... Yeah, I did that one. So, okay, so turn it over. Number five. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the counselor who convicts the world and me of guilt. Here comes the fire of sin and righteousness and judgment. I believe in the comforter, the counselor, the spirit of truth, who guides us into all truth and who brings glory to Jesus by taking what is his and making it known to us. He brings all things to remembrance that Jesus said, and he gives me what to say when I testify. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and mouth. Fill my, and love, fill my mouth with your words. Fill my mind with your thoughts I believe in the Holy Spirit who is the anointing and abides in me and teaches me in whom we are baptized into Christ and are all made to drink of one spirit I believe in the Holy Spirit who gives me life and who leads me because I have my mind set on the things of the spirit oh help us Lord because I have my mind set on the things of the spirit I have life and peace so I can oftentimes tell when my mind is not on what the Holy Spirit is thinking 
<laughs> because I don't have life and peace. I, I have anxiety and I have uh, frustration and I have anger. So, Lord, help me. Help me to have my mind set on what your mind is on, God, by the Spirit. And then I'm renewed in my mind. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. I believe in the Holy Spirit who bears in me spiritual fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. <laughs> it's a good thing. Good thing he's doing that in me because I don't have that in myself. I wasn't born with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Neither were you. Right? But, but when we're born again, he implants in us by the seed of the eternal word all of this wonderful fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps me walk in the Spirit so I will not gratify, submit to, indulge in, be controlled by the desires of the flesh, but I will be led by the Spirit. Let's go. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. Number eight, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. <laughs> if we got up every morning and just looked in the mirror and said, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Let's say it. Let's say it. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And you look at somebody and say, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and power. You're filled with the Holy Spirit and power. <laughs> y'all, y'all are filled with, y'all are filled with. <laughs> y'all are filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm fixing to be more filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. The Holy Spirit prays in me for the saints according to the will of God. That's Romans 8, 27 and 28. When I don't know how to pray for it, just shut my mind and let the Holy Spirit pray in tongues, and he takes care of it. I can pray and praise and sing in the Spirit in other tongues and prophesy in the Spirit. And again, this is right out of the Scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 5 and 15. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, builds himself up spiritually, not in his mind or in his pride or in his soul of emotion, but in the Spirit, in the inner man. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. So I want you all to speak in tongues, even more to prophesy, Paul wrote. I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my mind. I will sing, I will pr sing praise with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. All right, let's respond. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. <laughs> Number nine. I believe in the one Spirit of God who anoints me with power to do good and heal in the name of Jesus. That's Acts chapter 10, verse 38, where it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's the same Holy Spirit in us. I believe in the Holy Spirit who gives manifestations of grace through me as he wills. That's 1 Corinthians 12. The, uh, I earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that I may prophesy to build up the body in love. Uh, and, and again, the word prophecy there means to give words of comfort, encouragement, 
and um, instruction by the by the Holy Spirit. He gives us something to say, something that is not just from our mind, but beyond that. And how fun is that? I also ask him, and he gives through me by the same spirit words of wisdom and knowledge and supernatural faith, healing and working of miracles, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretations. They're all right there in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, <clears throat> how many times have we been in a situation and, and we knew there was something that could be or should be said and then we didn't and later on we thought oh I could have said this or I could have said that do you ever you ever feel that way you know I, I, thank you the four people who raised your hand <laughs> I, 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 I've experienced that so many times I, you know I don't think Jesus had that experience oh I, I should have thought of this when the Pharisees brought me that coin and showed it to me the Holy Spirit just said ask him whose inscription is on it Whose inscription is on it? Uh, Render to Caesar, what is Caesar? You know, I mean, uh, um, Caesar's inscription is on here. You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't think he, he thought about it later and said, oh, I missed another opportunity to witness for Jesus Christ. I mean, for me. <laughs> See, that's me. That, that, that's me. Oh, oh, oh. What was I afraid or just dumb, you know, and because, you know, the devil does not want you to speak God's love to people. He does not want you to bring comfort and and encouragement to people. He just wants you to judge him and ignore him and write him off and not forgive him. And All right, let's get off of that. Let's uh, let's say that last response. Let's say it with with some gumption. Ready? Go. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Come and fill my empty places with your power and love. Ooh, that's dangerous. Ooh, that's dangerous. Now, now, look, the title of my message <laughs> is, uh, I don't really need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so let me find it. So, you know, I, I've, I've thought about this for weeks. There's so many things I can do without, without the Holy Spirit. At least I think I can. Okay? Have, have you thought about that? I call it the bubble life. Live, live, you remember there was this movie um, a number of years ago, The Boy in the Bubble? John Travolta. <laughs> and his mother, his mother told him this lie. He said, well, we got to keep you in the bubble or germs will kill you. It was a lie. It wasn't true. Do you, right? Am I right? Yeah, you don't remember. Well, I remember... I, <laughs> I remember because because when COVID hit, I thought, well, instead of just getting a mask, why don't we just all get in bubbles like the bubble boy? <laughs> so 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 here's John Travolta in the bubble, and you know he can't go he can't go out and play, and he can't be with people, you know, in in in, in normal interaction, and and you know sometimes I think that's the way we 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 kind of like that Christians we got the bubble around us, and you know. We don't, we don't have to engage uh, in things that might offend somebody. We stay safe in here. Uh, we can ignore the devil because we don't know if he's real or not sometimes. We don't, don't recognize what he might be about or doing. So we just, just you know, leave, leave everything alone. Don't, don't make waves, so to speak. Be safe. I, I think the church, you know, has done that so much 
And then we have such messes, like I've just been lamenting over 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 the Greenwood massacre. Have you been? Have you, you 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 all know we're on the the, the anniversary, the hundred year of this, and, and you read you read not once but three times how those people were defrauded, and and robbed after they had already been killed and and accused and you know the jealousy and the hatred and the racial um, wrongs it's so grievous I've participated in some reconciliation um, moments uh, with Native Americans and and years ago we did one uh, around the uh, massacre the Greenwood massacre and um, it was very moving um, I've marched down the street Street downtown, arm in arm, uh, black pastors and white pastors, and and we went to the the drugstore, Cats, is that what it was called? And and uh, and we did a foot wa- feet washing. White white pastors washed the feet of black pastors, and and that was planned. What happened next was not planned. Um, the black pastors turned around and washed our feet, and and. Uh, you know, we were repenting uh, on behalf. You know, there is such a thing as representative repentance. Nehemiah did it. Daniel did it. You see it in the scripture. Moses did it. God, forgive us. God, forgive us. God, forgive us. And um, and yet here we are. There's still so much need for healing. The transgenerational trauma that is imparted from one generation to the next because of abuse is is a, is a real need as pastor nick referenced the song we sang god mend thine every flaw america god mend thine every flaw so pray pray for healing pray for against violence pray that there will not be uh that the enemy will not seize this as a further opportunity to bring more division hurt and harm but that god will intervene and bring reconciliation um, with uh, African Americans, with Asians, Asian Americans, Native Americans. There's so much healing that needs to continue. How is that going to be done? Well, we have to burst the bubble. That's the point. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We did two forums here. One we just recorded with African American leaders. Love you guys. And um, one with um, one we did here um, live, and people were invited to stay. It was very meaningful. If you attended that, or if you listened to that, you could still get them, uh, Pastor Nick. They're still available on our uh, Facebook, right? N- website on the website. Listening to uh, um, the need to be aware. I don't know about you, but. You know, when I drive through certain areas in our city, downtown and, and uh, certain areas, I feel differently than I, than I used to. I feel pain. I, I feel the compassion of God uh, somewhat more than I did before um, because of, of redlining and because of, of, of things that have not been healed. And, of course, redlining has been corrected, I guess, for the most part, but the, uh, the effects of it 
the transgenerational poverty is still evident because of that. Lord Jesus. All right, so we got to burst our bubbles. So let me ask you something. One of the ways to burst your bubble and be filled with the Holy Spirit, let me, let me mention three things here. We've been in this series of messages on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 and 6 and 7. And the next couple of verses, I'm not going to go there and read them. I'm going to reference them. Uh, when Jesus finished responding to their request about how to pray, he said, pray this way. <clears throat> he already says in the prayer, forgive us our sins, forgive us our debts, forgive us our trespasses, whatever translation you're accustomed to and is meaningful to you to use. As we forgive others. And at the end of the doxology there where he says, uh, the, thine is the power, the glory forever. He repeats it and he says, forgive others because God will not forgive you if you do not forgive others. Just underscoring that. Saying that again. And then, <clears throat> so, that's, so one way to, bur to break, to get out of the bubble life is to forgive. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a forgiveness list? Are there some people that keep coming up in your mind that you have to continually re-forgive? I have a forgiveness list. And almost every morning, I go through that list. Lord, I forgive. And I pray that you will forgive them and have mercy upon them. It's a good idea to have a forgiveness list if, there's, if there are some of those persons that you know, still dig at your conscience, you know, you still feel like, oh, I'm not really free, I'm not really, I haven't freed that person from my, my feelings of, of um, Ill, Ill, will, Ill will or hurt. So that's one way to burst your bubble, have a forgiveness list and pray. Speak their, their name, forgiving them and asking God to forgive them a second way to deal to burst your bubble is to fast. Jesus goes on in that chapter 6 and says, when you fast. <laughs> he didn't say, hey, it might be a good idea someday if you might fast. He said, when you fast. And then he says, don't put on a show and look miserable. You might feel miserable, but don't, don't look miserable and walk around saying, I'm grouchy because I'm fasting. <laughs> I was talking with somebody yesterday and I said yeah I, I've I'm I've probably broken more fasts than most people I know ever tried <laughs> but the purpose of fasting is to break the bubble around us to get into the discomfort of feeling need, feeling hungry, feeling, feeling something lacking, something missing, something thirsting. You know, turn off the, you know, fast from Facebook or, or TV or whatever. If, if you, maybe you might have a health condition that you, you can't fast from um, physical substance. But, but you can fast and it helps break that bubble and opens you up for the work of the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. So have a forgiveness list and fast. And the third thing is, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's our hearts? 
go on a treasure hunt. We used to go on treasure hunts. We'd meet together and we'd pray and we'd get into little groups like it'd be, you know, four or five people. Some of you have done this with us. And, and it, it worked. <laughs> thank, thank you, Susie. Yes. <clears throat> now, so we, everybody, you have a piece of paper and you, and you pray and you ask God, show me something. And so then you, you, you see a picture of like a McDonald's. Um, and, and then you see somebody who's wearing a red scarf. And then you see that their, hand, their arm is in a sling or something. And then it's, okay, we're ready. And you compare notes. So the people sitting at that table would compare. Oh, I got, I got McDonald's. I got a red scarf. I got a, a person's arm in a sling. And then you go. Okay, well, where's the nearest McDonald's? There's one over there. Okay, let's go. And you go on a treasure hunt. And, and you got your paper. And, and, and you look, and you're looking around. And you say, hey, look. Look, there's somebody with their arm in a sling and they got a red bandana. So you walk up to somebody and you say, we're on a treasure hunt and we think you're on our list. And, and, and they're looking at you really weird because they don't know if you're going to kidnap them or what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're on a scavenger hunt and you're it. No, no, no. So, so you say, look, look, we were, we, we, were, we were getting ready to do this. And, and he saw, you know, McDonald's. He saw, she saw. And, and so you say, is there anything we can pray for you? Well, the guy's got his arm in a sling, so probably that's a hint. And uh, so um, Dennis and, and Susie, others have done this. You, you've experienced God doing stuff. And boy, it builds your faith so much. And sometimes it's not, sometimes you have to look around. Well, let's, let's go over there. Like you go to the mall, you know, and you're walking around. And sometimes you feel like, oh, gee, that didn't really work. And sometimes it's on the way outside in the parking lot that hasn't, have you experienced that? Wait, 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 come here. You, you, have, to, you have to stand in front of the camera and hold the microphone, all right? Because people who are watching say, who is that? What's going on? Somebody in our group saw a tire. So we went out in the parking lot because tires, right? And we couldn't find whatever the other sim- symbols were that we were looking for. So I'm like, huh. So we went back in the mall. So I was like, well, I think we need to go back in the mall. So we went back in the mall, and there was somebody riding one of those uh, things that you lean forward and backward. We're like, tire, oh, my gosh. And then we talked to him, and, and so that's just like crazy. <laughs> so you got to get out of your bubble. So forgive, fast, and focus on your treasure. Let me tell you this story. During one of the very intense persecutions of the church in Rome, um, the, uh, the, the current pope was arrested, and uh, that meant probably was going to be tortured and executed. And um, the, uh, whoever was emperor at the time said to the cardinal in, left in charge, said, you gather, uh, you gather the church's treasury. We're coming for it. So he dispersed the church's riches to the poor. And, and several days later, when he was called to appear before the magistrate, he called for the members of the church and, and the community, the poor, to come with him. And when he was asked, where is the treasury of the church? And he pointed to the people, to the poor and the broken and those in need, and he said, behold the treasury of the church go on a treasure hunt 
Your reward is waiting for you in heaven. Like Paul, when he wrote and he said, um, I have the privilege of preaching Christ where he's not been preached and, and I offer to God, bringing to God the offering of the lives, the souls, the people. There's a reward waiting for us. Because we don't know when we stand before Christ and who may come up and say, I'm, I'm here because you prayed. I'm, I'm here because you, 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 you witnessed to me. I'm here because you, you visited me. <clears throat> Behold the treasury of the church. Behold the treasure of God. You. Because Jesus said, one soul is worth more than the whole world. One. Yours. Mine. Now, I said... I was going to I was going to say something about how much I don't need or at times want the Holy Spirit. I think I'll I'll save that for another time. I'll just I'll just say this. If I'm honest, I don't think about the Holy Spirit very often or as often as I could. And I don't feel the need for the Holy Spirit as much as I really need him. Do you understand what I just said? I don't feel the need. I'm not aware of the need. And that's why I need to break the bubble. I need to burst the bubble and, and exercise myself in those things which are not natural, like fasting and, and forgiving and, and, uh, and seek the treasure. Seek the treasure. Now, one a fourth F forgive fast focus on the true treasure and that is to fight because you are in a war whether you chose to be in the war or not you're in a war and you must be aware that the devil holds you at your soul or the souls of of those that have not uh, been committed to Christ yet the devil holds them in defiance of the cross of Jesus Christ, in defiance of his death and his victorious resurrection and ascension to God and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The devil holds those souls in defiance against the king and says, you can't have them, they're mine. And, and Jesus says, no, they're mine. I purchased them with my blood. They belong to me. And I'm sending my church with my good news to redeem them and to save them and to pray for them and to heal them and to reconcile them. I send my church by the power of my spirit and by the power of my grace. No, they don't belong to you. They belong to me. (laughs) 
So you have to fight. You have to fight against the law, the lies of the enemy, like I said. You have to fight against his, his thoughts in your mind. And you have to fight against the world. Don't stay safe in your bubble. Because the world is a dangerous place. It's a hurting place and a broken place. And it needs you to fight for his kingdom to be manifested in us and through us, in all the nations, in all the prodigals, in all the hurting and helpless and hopeless. So fight for them. Win them. And your reward is waiting for you. So begin by praying for them and forgiving and, and, and being filled with the love of God. That's, that's the beginning. And with his word. In preparation for communion this morning, I, I, I want to read this picture from uh, <clears throat> uh, just this meditative comment. Jesus entered once for all through the greater and more perfect tabernacle by virtue of his own blood into the holy of holies, having obtained eternal redemption. That's from the book of Hebrews. And then, and then <clears throat> she writes this. The eternal priest bearing on hands and feet and side the glorious everlasting print of his blood must enter the true holy of holies in the highest heaven so that seated at the right hand of the Father he might live always making intercession for us. He's praying for us now. And present us as the most excellent fruit of his sacrifice to the Holy Spirit, the inexhaustible source of all the gifts of God. The divine transcendent consummation, she writes, of the sacrifice of the cross was our Savior's triumphant entrance into heaven, and therefore, when he ascended, he showered his gifts upon mankind through the Holy Spirit. The ascension is then the divine complement of the cross. And the outpouring of his Spirit on Pentecost and continuing to fill us, the church, is the proof that his promise is true, that his kingdom is come, and that his grace in us is greater than our sin <laughs> and greater than our enemy. Glory to God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. This is Trinity Sunday. And Father, we glorify you. We say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all the earth is filled with your glory. Glory be to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to the New Covenant Fellowship podcast. We want to connect with you. You can visit us online at ncfokc.com 
www.ghostofgod.org for more information about our church. If God spoke to you and you'd like prayer, please text us at 405-518-5164 and we will get back with you. God bless and have a great day.